with our heroes stuck in the past, battling against time itself. One hero remains in the present. This week on Hapless Heroes. I'm gonna honk tie you. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Hapless Heroes podcast, albeit a bit of a different one. I'm Francesco, and I'm still your host and DM for this particular adventure. And we have a small, a meager, yet mighty cast of characters for me to introduce to you tonight as we take a brief step away from our adventure in the past. Tonight, we have Zach playing Parado Lincoln Woods. It's me. I'm back. I'm in the present. It's me that there was. It's the hero that is is here. John as Doctor Dedu. <laughs> and Nicole as Dwonk Coppergrog. Where's my keg? Um, I want to just remind our audience when we last left, at least the two interns that I just introduced to you. Um, some terrible things happened in the city of Ardwall. Uh, Ebenezer, his army of soul constructs had overtaken Ardwall and, um, well, harvested the souls of just about just nearly every resident of, of, of the joint. Uh, those of you and those people who had already either pledged their souls to other divine beings who offered their protection or maybe sold their souls to other worldly beings in exchange for power have remained largely unaffected. Um, Arion Black had his reality scythe stolen, the one that was bestowed to him by the Raven Queen and now remains powerless and just sitting on the beach a cocktail in hand as, well, a, a little mini apocalypse has just happened here. And he's just sort of embracing it. However, the other two of you uh, and the aftermath of the event that, you know, that, that the huge maelstrom, that massive storm, the souls like flying all over the place. Did you... His pretty much been reduced to just the most base animalistic instincts, as I believe that to do somewhere in that goose body at one point did possess a soul. And Dwonk, whose soul has been pledged to clang it in Silverbeard, has been trying to figure out how, what to do with this goose person who is suddenly much less humanoid than they were before. And you are in a city surrounded by essentially a bunch of catatonic, soulless people either laying on the ground, just breathing motionless or wandering aimlessly in search of food and just shelter. But it's, uh, it's very eerie. It's uh, almost like, um, do you remember like the legend of Zelda Ocarina of time 
when you went forward into the future, uh, when you were like adult Link and you'd walk around like the square and you had those like those like scary ass like you know like people husk people i That's, hated that yeah they that scared me on to you when I was a kid. <laughs> yes um less of the trying to like you know hug you and kill you and let and more of just the like wandering husks of people like that's kind of what Ardwall has been reduced to and peridel <laughs> peridel conveniently uh, where, where, where were you throughout this whole mess? It seems like uh, you might have managed to, to sidestep uh, quite the quite the hazard here. I was out buying cigarettes. Ah, uh, a likely story. A likely story indeed. I had well, to get my smokes. Peridot, after returning from your trip to get smokes, you come back to a city in Unfiltered. absolute shambles. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> what... Look at all these shambles. <laughs> <laughs> what was once a, sh a shining city on the hill, this you know this 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 sort of like massive island city at the so southern edge of this uh, landmass is now just like ruined buildings. There are fires raging, and people are just again wandering around, just like completely unaware of their surroundings and you're just like walking in like uh I was literally just here. Parada lights a cigarette. <laughs> <laughs> Looking upon this sort of like hellscape, uh, I guess like what is Paradil? I, I guess your first reaction was to light a cigarette. What is your second reaction? Uh, inhale, exhale and um whew, uh <laughs> Are there any uh, are there any people that are shambling amongst the shambles? I mean, there's plenty of shambling happening right now. Yes, there there were there are some remnants of people. Okay, um, I'm gonna approach one of them, I guess, uh, carefully. Smoking carefully, smoking a cigarette. Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you can see that like. It, this looks like what would be a human man dressed in like, you know, traditional, like, I guess, like common pirate clothing, you know, like a collared like shirt, like, you know, with like little ties, like that kind of, you know, like in, in like a V-neck, right? They kind of like tie. What, what are those? What are those tops called? I forgot what there is. There's a name, there's a name for that type of top, but I can't. A Henley? Sure. Uh, and like slacks and whatnot. Anyway, but a like, oh, no, a, ten, a Henley has buttons. Can no, this have has like eyes? the strings, right? It has like the has like the the pull strings that like tighten. I don't know it. Doesn't what the matter. fuck that is. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Okay. It doesn't matter. Okay. Because I, I don't want to get too hung up on what the name of this piece of clothing is. Kind of socks. Do you see them you wearing, wearing that. <laughs> um, <laughs> you can't tell. The pants go over the, the the boot. Like their pants are tucked into the boots. Can I roll for investigation? <laughs> um, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, here we go. Audience, um, I just wanted to let you know, this is the crew we have tonight, and so we just wanted to make something for you. We didn't want to just make you have to wait longer. We just want to keep the content rolling. Excuse me, Fran, I'm not rolling for apologies. I'm rolling for investigation to try to find <laughs> out what kind of socks this man has on. And I'm educating the masses. It's called a bolo. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, an 18. An 18. Um, 
definitely can't see if this person's wearing socks because they're <laughs> they're they're pants I need are to match in. 20 to find hold the on, sock. Hold on, hold on, hold okay. on. Just let me finish. Their pants are tucked into their boots. However, the first thing you notice, and it's a very striking thing that's very hard for you to ignore, that kind of takes your attention away from the fact that their pants are tucked into their boots and that you can't see what kind of socks they're wearing, is that their eyes are completely white. And their mouth just kind of hangs open. That's and they just kind of like, and like they're staring at you, but they're not really doing much else. Uh, Paradol cracks his whip to try to get his attention, <laughs> <laughs> try to snap him out of it. It is on. I mean, where do you cra- like just off to the side, like just as like sort of like whoosh, just you yeah. Know. Um, yeah, you crack the whip. You crack that whip, and it it it, it doesn't even flinch. Uh, hmm. Okay. Now, where where am I again? Um, entering Ardwall. This is okay. a port. This is a massive port city. That's like built on this, built into like the southern part of like a, a like a huge island. This is like you know. Like I remember I explained to you this was like where the civilization of highly refined pirates live. Lived. Um. Uh, okay. Um. Does does Peridol, can he look around and have any point of reference to like where he is in Ardwall? Yes. So you're at the northern entrance. You can see um, about a mile from where you are is where your airship would be docked. um, It's still docked there. You can see it. Like if you were to look up, it's kind of hard to miss. It's it's, Mm -hmm. because it's docked to a tower. Okay. He Um, goes. He goes to the airship. Yeah. All of the crew of the airship and everyone, you know, who was on it appears to be just catatonic standing on it motionless people were in the middle of tasks people who were sleeping like everyone almost seems to be frozen in time and they look very similar to the man that you encountered when you first walked into Ardwall. Hmm. eyes completely white mouths open and just sort of like existing there all right peridil is not lighting another cigarette he's very confused and very freaked out um he's done smoking um He's looking around the airship. Um, he goes to his his quarters in the airship. Is anything disturbed there? Is anything, you know, uh, out of place? Or wh- how do, how do, how do, how does? Let his me try to remember. Th- I don't think anyone stole any of your stuff last time we checked in. So yeah, no, everything is undisturbed. <laughs> <laughs> no, nothing was borrowed from your from your uh, from your quarters. Okay. But like you're like kind of like as you're walking through the airship, you're like kind of walking through like some of the crew members and people and they're all just like they're like you're literally you're bumping into them and they're not even regarding you. They're just kind of standing there. Okay, one by one, he 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 goes to each crew member and tries to like get them either like in a reclining position or like a sitting position. He's trying to get them all like safely positioned at least. Um, yeah, so actually, and you, he spends you, like and a you good find chunk that, of time doing that. Yeah, you like your influence or whatever, like kind of like physically moving and stuff like that. These people, or what's left of them, like move very easily to your guidance, and you're able to kind of like place oh, them however so you free. want. That gave me the willies. I don't know yeah. what about that. Just yeah, they are stuck, but like they're easily pliable too. That makes me feel very unsettled. Yeah. 
<laughs> Go on. Good. Sorry. I mean, honestly, that's sort of the vibe that you know yeah. you're walking into. I, I, you know, this is not sunshine and rainbows here. Unfortunately, the present kind of sucks. Ooh, yeah. No, there's something about that that just does not feel feel that feels bad in my body right now. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. Oh, I don't like that. I'm gonna leave the airship. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's fair. Um. As you're leaving the airship, you're kind of walking. You have to kind of walk down this, you know, this street and like these like different stairs and like pathways that kind of bring you down towards some of the different residential like levels and layers, right? Because this is sort of built up into like a mountainside, mm-hmm. and a cliffside. So like you know, like some of the cities that are built along large cliff faces, right? There's like multiple tiers to like the roads and whatnot where all the houses are built. As you're starting to move your way down. You know, again, you're passing by a building. I mean, there's, there's people who are also just like down in the streets. There are re- remnants of broken um, automata um, of like the those like so you know those like um, the ones that you know they looked like um, oh what was his name you know the, the the ones that Dave had described as well right the automata that had served Ebenezer those um, soul forged yeah things hmm. they look like. Um, I don't know if I was around here for that. I, I, like I might medical, have, yeah. yeah, I might have been out of town for that one. Paradil. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I mean, you would have you uh yeah you would have been out of town. You would have probably seen them as they were assaulting some of the convoys of people as you were evacuating um, the Trinacian cool. Peninsula. But you were on a different ship and you were heading sort of further ahead and overseeing some of the rescue efforts while everybody else took a pit stop at the lighthouse. It. it was the robot TikTok from the Wizard of Oz, right? TikTok, that's what it was. Yes. Okay. Um, yeah. If you look, if you look up the robot TikTok from Wizard of Oz, like that's what they're like all kind of look like. Um, Got it. It's like it. little portholes. You can kind of see all the souls whipping around inside. Except these are just, at this point, broken machines. Understood. Um, or broken shells, and those kind of kind of littering the streets. You can definitely see that. You know, there was a lot of fighting that had been happening here at some point recently. Some of the fires are still burning, but you know, it looks like it's been maybe about a few, it's been a few days since whatever happened here happened here. Um, you, one thing, because of the fact that it's eerily silent here, aside from like the, you know, the crackle of some fires here and there, you can hear something amidst the otherwise, you know, quiet backdrop. Uh, it's some shouting. It definitely sounds like a dwarven, Voice, and you can hear almost what sounds like the flapping of wings. Oh no! Along with <laughs> no, <laughs> uh, Paradil, uh tries to go towards that sound begrudgingly. <laughs> you go towards the sound. That's what we like to hear. Um, yes. Say so. You're you know you kind of move down the street a bit, and that's what you, you kind of walk into. He also uh, lights another cigarette. Oh my god. Dude, what are you doing? Just lighting them, like taking a puff and throwing them on the ground? Like, well, I've only smoked one so far, and I walked around an airship. That was enough time to smoke a fucking cigarette. <laughs> oh, it's funny. Um, this is my second. Are you counting? No. no. Do you think, think Paradell should quit smoking? It's like Project Zomboid. Every time something makes him anxious, he needs a cigarette. Yeah. Do you know how cigarettes work, Fran? Yeah, I smoked for a very long time. (laughs) Anyways. um, You see that there is, you know, what you recognize as Dr. Dedu 
looking very panicked and very, it's the best way to put it, animalistic. Uh, and he is currently being held down from f- taking off and flying away by a dwarven man with a keg strapped to his back, a hammer for one hand, and the other hand is firmly grasped onto one of Dudu's legs, dragging him down from like flying and like trying to take off into the sky. Peridol says, But no. they seem to be otherwise acting like they're alive. No. Anybody but this, these guys. Anybody but, anybody but to do. <laughs> Jarrell, Quinn, anybody? Your voice echoes through the streets, echoes through time, even. You f- and it just falls on. Well, I mean, I guess I shouldn't say deaf ears. Anyone around you would have definitely heard that, but the people you are calling upon certainly did not um but the dude does stop trying to fly away for a moment and flies like kind of flutters over to paradel and headbutts him and goes the do sausage like right in your face <laughs> if now i guess here's the here's the, i need there's a couple things that need to happen right because obviously you dragged dwonk with you here but Paradil, with just like the way that Didu addressed you, I need you to make me an insight check. Because I need you to figure I need to figure out here if Paradil can even see whether or not this Didu that he is encountering is any more fucked up than the one he already knew. <laughs> That's a 24. 24, yes. Okay, so you know that Dr. Didu is kind of a kooky old man and you know and now it will a kooky goose person but this seems even like like he seems like almost um like there's something missing behind those goose eyes paradol slaps him you slap again yeah (laughs) (laughs) do i hold on does he knock the cigarette out of my mouth with my head uh, butt. Uh, make you me, make a, me roll for it. Yeah, make <laughs> yeah. me a, just a it's a, just a strength roll. Right, an arm for attack both, for, for both of us. No, no just, just for, for him. Me. Just for him. We'll see if he's got the uh, the AC here. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I can hit Paradell with a fourteen. No. So, mm-hmm. um, or if you do, it doesn't do anything to him. There is another person here. Amidst the headbutting and the slapping. <laughs> um, Dwonk, you've seen that, if anything, you are probably relieved for a moment that Dudu is not trying to fly away, at least for the moment. And someone new has shown up here. <laughs> Who is also acting like they are alive, which is a relief to you as well, I hope. Yeah, I mean, Dwonk is kind of having a hard time really seeing much besides the back of a flapping goose. So like Dwonk, Dwonk like holds the legs of Dudu, I guess, towards Paradel and just says, "Here." Uh, Paradel tries to grapple Dudu and tie him up with my hempen rope. Uh, competing strength checks because if you're gonna I mean, Dudu, 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 would you, would you, in your animalistic state of mind, uh, be able to, or like you know, like you would probably be resisting being grappled? Yes. Yeah. I'm going to okay. goose tie you. 
Oh, I'm gonna honk tie you. Okay. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, competing strength checks, you said? Yes. <laughs> hmm. That. Oh, wait, I love I that get... John is laughing. Do I get advantage because of my gauntlets of ogre power? I forget how those work. I think you just add strength, don't you? Yeah, it just maybe. adds strength to you. That's what gave uh, you the hernia, though. I got, I got seven. When you're wearing those bracers, your base strength is 19. Yeah. So you would be at a plus four. Am I yeah, helping I at all with that? Because I'm still kind of holding Dudu's legs at this point. <laughs> you may. I will help. You have advantage. Fourteen. Okay, yeah, well, I have a, I have a two. You, oh, okay. <laughs> yes. Um, Great. You've been you successfully honk tie <laughs> the do who is now probably I would assume thrashing in in your restraints and honking wildly or uh, what, what yeah. would be your rest- yeah okay it'd, it'd be like if you went to the park and tried to like hog tie one of those goose like it's not yeah like a it Canadian looks about goose. like that <laughs> so he's hissing. Yeah, he, he's definitely hissing, and his head is kind of, like, whipping around back and forth, because I'm not sure if you can really even tie that down without hurting him, like, badly. Yeah, because you have that, that weird, like, long, like, <laughs> like stringy, like, yeah, gooseneck, yeah. Even if we had tied it, you would have been able to just, like, <laughs> snake it out. Right. Uh, the second Dwonk is not responsible for holding to do anymore. Dwonk takes a, a small sip of his keg, just a, just a small sip. And then proceeds to like wipe his sandals off on wherever the closest graft is, uh, grass is, just being like, I've been walking in Gusha for days. <laughs> All right. Who are you? I'm Dwonk. Who are do you, you? Do you have any do you have any connection with those with all those well, us, most of them are idiots. I I've been watching this goose idiot. <laughs> Well, I'm I'm Paradil, I'm Paradil Lincoln Woods. Um, <sighs> the second he says that, Nicole, you would recognize that name because you were familiar with the Heroes of Tal'Doria. In fact, no one is not familiar at this point with the Heroes of Tal'Doria, so you would know that name. As an, he's an associate, right? Of according to the stories you've read, he is an associate of Captain Quinn Southland. Ah, perfect. Uh, so Dwonkler actually looks relieved when you say who you are, and says, "Oh, thank God! Do you know where Boris is?" I, I, I was out getting cigarettes. I don't know what is going on here. There's shambles everywhere. Were you getting cigarettes for Boris? No. Well, then we're I okay. Mean, I was probably in need of cigarettes because Boris stole most of mine. That is my Boris. <laughs> but uh, actually, no, wait, hold. I mean, Perdo left. <laughs> Perdo left to get cigarettes <laughs> before Boris showed up, right? I don't think right. Perdo well, Boris I mean, you knew Boris was yet. in attendance at the. Uh, you would have known Boris was in attendance at the Summit of the Southern Kingdoms because okay, you, okay. Were, you were still in Ardwall. You would see. You have seen the news that Boris was in town, but you know, you probably would not okay. have actually crossed paths with Boris at any point. That doesn't mean Fair she enough. didn't steal your cigarettes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, wait, what is your name again? Dwonk. Uh, I'm not going to remember that. Uh, do you want a cigarette? 
I just got a huge amount of them, so I'm 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 rich with them. <laughs> Mock looks intrigued, but doesn't take a cigarette. He just drinks as a response to asking or to being asked. Peridot, uh is done with his uh, second cigarette, and he uh, he lights another one. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> um, also, he's using uh, a pretty pretty ornate uh fire starter to to light these cigarettes that one he of your own himself. making yeah oh yeah say. yeah it looks like a grandfather clock it actually is a working clock and you just kind of like kink the the top of it open and uh a little fire starter comes out of it wow and it, it lights a cigarette what do you do with your first or second cigarette but uh i just put it down to the ground and I, I squish I squish it down the dude tries to eat it <laughs> <All right>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> it's like little gooseneck is like riddling around and he's like trying to peck <laughs> at it while he's like restrained oh Wonk helps to do by handing him the cigarette butt <laughs> alright uh Conk, uh, where do you think we should go? I mean, what what is going on here? I'm I'm obviously a hero. Uh, I think we better try to solve this mess. Yes, there were more of us here, and then a scythe was stolen. Now nobody has eyes, and the goose was a doctor, and now he's a goose. I hate everything you just said. All right. Um, I do too. <laughs> <laughs> where, where, where have you? Have are we the only two that are, have eyes? I don't know what happened to everyone else. There's a there's a a Mister Black around here somewhere, maybe who may about, or may not have eyes. What about Hank? What about Peggy? What about Bobby? Do the hills have eyes? The hills had eyes. I hate it. <laughs> I hate that so much. I hate that so much. I mean, it's solid, but I hate it. <laughs> um, so, uh, all right, where, where's Black? Black is still when you when you left and were trying to deal with Dudu. He was still on the beach sipping a cocktail, watching the sunset. That all was right, a few days ago. To, do I need to make a history check? You know that Dwonk, no, Dwonk just knows. Okay. Junk, where is Mr. Black? You can take him to the beach. You remember where that is? I have no idea. <laughs> uh, can I roll for insight here? <laughs> I suppose so. <laughs> God damn it. It's a 13. Uh, roll a deception, I guess, Dwonk, unless you actually have no idea where Mr. Black is at this point. I mean, my logic is that I just don't even, like, I didn't really pay it. I was, it was not the focus of my, like, so yes, I know where he is, but I'm not really, like, like, I would only know where he was if I spent a bunch of time thinking about it, and I'm Dwonk, so. I'm not really intentionally being deceptive, though. Okay. No. And being lazy. Yeah, no, I suppose that's right. So, I mean, I guess you're inside. I mean, I rolled be... a five. Okay. Well, I mean, if you weren't lying, then I guess there's no real real reason for you to roll. If anything, Peridot, it's like 
you're probably just it, you, you know that like if, if anything Dwonk has been just focused on dealing with the Didu for the last like few days so Mr. Black could be anywhere okay but he's certainly not following them around Babonk do you have a, a safe house here do you have any home base you've established Have did, are you a prepper have you established anything there is wine on the beach all right is that going to make you feel better? Yes. All right, let's go to the beach. <laughs> oh, what do you do with Dudu? We drag. We start dragging him. <laughs> you drag <laughs> him. We fashion a leash out of the remainder of the rope. Well, hold on. You have him honk tied, so like he's not going to be able to walk on his own. Yeah, we drag him on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> That's terrible. You, you have these it. bracers of giant strength. You can literally pick him up over your head, probably. Effortlessly. Fine, I, I put him over my very broad uh, uh, gnomish soul shoulders. Yeah, I love that because like you're so small and you're carrying this large goose person over your head effortlessly as they like, are thrashing about and trying to get out of their restraints. It's like perfect. It's it's just a beautiful sight to me. Um, yeah, I mean, so Duonk leads you to the, that like private beach where they were at least beginning to do the, those evacuation efforts uh, before everything had been thwarted. So you're taken to a private cove, Paradil, that has there. There's there is a large ship docked here, and you can see that people are still sort of stuck in a position as if they had been trying to board the ship. There are people who were trying to bring supplies above on above aboard the ship. There are people who are ushering or escorting some of the VIPs. Queen Daravesh herself is here, and just completely catatonic, and just standing there on the beach. All right. Uh, uh, there is a lawn chair, or not a lawn chair, a beach, like one of those beach, like like lounge chairs that Shays has an umbrella. Lounge. Yeah, Chase Lounge that has an umbrella over it. There is a half finished, like like beach cocktail on a small table next to it, and there is a what appears to be a piece of paper sitting on top of the chair. All right, I go investigate the piece of paper. Yep, and it just and it just says, uh, "See you in the next life," and then uh, just a little, you know, A B. God damn it! Can I fucking get a throwing a bone here? What the fuck is going on? Is Dudu still on your shoulders? Yeah. Yes. His head is like swinging at the cocktail glass. It's like half folded out of the, <laughs> on the table, trying to get to that. Wonk Bye. picks up and drinks the remainder of the cocktail. <laughs> A little too sweet for your liking. Okay. I, then Dwonk has a sip of the cocktail. After determining it's too sweet, just pours the rest over like the goose, or over to do goose. Like, like on him. Not on him, but like, you know, if you're like your head thrashing around, right? As if you were trying to like, like, as if I was trying to like give you a funneled beer, basically. Like, I'm just, I'm trying to feed it to you. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> really helping you're giving the situation. It to do. You yeah. are now, right. you are now giving the animalistic do, to do, uh, 
a mind-altering substance. Well, I'm helping him by giving him food and water. I've fed him and I've given him beverages now. I can't argue I am that. an excellent goosekeeper. You right, fed Peridol. him a cigarette butt and half a cocktail. <laughs> Peridol throws uh, the dude down on the, on the lounge and uh, tries to board the ship. Sure. Now, this is a massive ship. You can see that, like, all, like, all of the leaders here that were here, just for the most part, um, we're trying to be, we're, we're, we're being boarded onto the ship. We're talking about even the chief executive of the Omega Project is also just, you know, is sitting in his quarters, catatonic. I mean, everyone is just almost like frozen in time, mouths open, eyes washed out. Some of them are very obviously wearing incorrect hats, and you can see that uh, Mr. Black and uh, presumably Mr. Black is not there. But Mr. Black and presumably Dwonk had some had some time to kill mm. with some husk people. <laughs> mm. I see. Wrong hats, funny poses. <laughs> All right, great. Paradil is fucking stumped. I don't know. Can I do an Arcana check? Uh, yeah, actually, I... that be that. That wouldn't be a terrible idea. Okay. Uh, Nineteen. Nineteen. Okay. It's very clear that something, some sort of something with massive magical potential, has like rocked through here. You can see that, like, in some of the wood that's even embedded in the ship is sort of has almost like started to experience a rapid um or more an advanced stage of i'm not gonna say decay but definitely like sort of like it's it's almost as if like some of the wood has warped prematurely because like these this ship looks like it had been built in the last several you know few years um but it's almost as if like something definitely came through here that 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 like affected like the the weave of magic around everything and like actually distorted and, hmm. and aged and warped this wood like you can you definitely you can definitely tell that something massive happened here um and like the thing like 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 you've you've seen traces of something of stuff like this before in your work you know that like with certain because like, is a blacksmith and as someone who's crafted a lot of things you've also had your hands on certain magical items and whatnot, you know that certain powerful magics can distort, you know, just you know, mundane materials like this if there's enough of it out there, right? There needs to be a careful balance, especially when you're enchanting stuff or dealing with enchanted materials. So that's I'm going to say how you have that sort of knowledge of this. Um, another thing you notice is that, like, the people here almost seem to be like, they're not dead, um, but they don't seem to necessarily be in need of anything. They're just sort of like, I mean, aside from, you know, I guess like any sort of function, but like they're just, it's almost, it's, it genuinely feels as though like these, like, 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 like they're, these are just their bodies that have been left behind and whatever was piloting them, <laughs> their consciousness or their, whatever their psyche is absent um what kind of check can i make to see if uh, can can i assume that a healing potion can do anything for any of these people you can, i mean listen it's 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 the, the best way to find out i guess is to pour one down someone's throat i suppose <laughs> okay. 
Um, hmm. Do I do that to Dudu or do, any other random person that would be infinitely more helpful? <laughs> um, um, so wait, you're pulling out a healing potion, right? From your yeah, from your pocket double, at this point. A, a double plus healing potion. Okay, as soon as you produce the healing potion, there is a poof sound. Oh god. And our lovable No, 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 no. Favorite <laughs> I don't clip of annoyance appears no! next to you. <laughs> and it says very loudly. I, don't like this. I see that you're trying to reverse an apocalyptic event. Have you tried dissecting one of the living corpses and seeing what's inside? No, Clippy, I haven't tried that. Would you like to? Mr. Black tried to, but I stopped him. What do I need? I need to, like... You need to make an intelligence save if this is not something that you're totally wanting to do. No, it's not something I want to do. All right, make an intelligence save. Right. 11. (laughs) This is starting to sound like it's less crazy than it seems. Huh. This might be a good idea. Yes, it is. I thought of it myself. So let's remind the listeners what's going on exactly. I've been cursed with this clip of annoyance and I just failed the intelligence save and now I have to dissect one of these people. Um, You are feeling sort of compelled that this is probably a decent idea, but now you're have now now what's swirling through your mind is how do I actually achieve this in a way that's going to be effective, and what am I looking for? Fran, I have like one million swords on me. <laughs> if you need to, if you need to make me do this as a DM, I'm very capable. I, I'm not about to make you do this. I'm giving an opportunity for interaction. So Dwonk can hear the paperclip too, right? You sure and can. See. It is shouting. Yeah, so Dwonk <laughs> swings his hammer arm at the paperclip floating in the air. It poofs away and then appears over his other shoulder and, and says, and just it just looks at you disdainfully. Chunk. Yeah, Dwonk swings at it again. Chunk, please help. I do... I, do not want to dissect one of these people. That's disgusting and horrible. No, you remember it's easy. <laughs> it's Paradol, very messy. You would remember that if you have to fight this thing, it turns into a gigantic demon <laughs> monster. I might remember oh, right. that. <laughs> I did not remember that. Also, <laughs> Bunk, do not fuck with this thing. You do not want to get it angry. You will not like it when it's angry. No, I'm just trying to be helpful. All right, great. Yeah, um, you, you're, you're being very helpful. You're not angry, right? No, I am perfectly entertained. All right, great. All right. Uh, Zonk, let's get off of this ship. But wait, what about dissecting one of these perfectly fine specimens right I here on this ship? <laughs> I don't want to do that anymore. <laughs> That's a bad idea, Clippy. Uh, you're horrible. I don't like you. I wish you would go away forever. You're stuck with me until the end of time. No! <laughs> oh. Oh, I I'll hate be back this. with more helpful suggestions later. <laughs> oh, and God. then he just poofs. 
Oh wait. Uh, I, do, I I hate this. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Paradil um, just <laughs> goes onto the deck of the ship and just stares out into the water and uh, begins openly weeping. Mm-hmm. Your 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 cries echo out into the void, into this silent void, this otherwise peaceful cove, as you are surrounded just you know by the remnants of people you knew before. Uh, and then, as you're staring off onto the horizon, you see is that like a small like rowboat, like Great. making its way <laughs> to shore. Uh huh. Are they singing a jaunty song from this rowboat? Um, no. Very quietly, but like the 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 closer this uh, rowboat uh, comes, the, the 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 stranger its pilot or its operator appears to look, as they are of course it does. very very much not. Uh, like a like a humanoid shape, but more of like a boxy shape. Mm-hmm. In fact, they're just a box. This is this is a cube. There is a cube that is currently rowing a boat towards shore, very slowly and dramatically. Uh, do I need to roll for sleight of hand? <clears throat> Sorry, do I need to roll for sleight of hand if I'm trying to smoke while openly weeping? <laughs> no, you do not. Okay. You are perfectly capable of doing that. Paradise lights another checks. cigarette. <laughs> oh my god. Walk on seeing the rowboat gets very excited by the fact that it looks like it has a box inside and says, My wine! And like heads towards the shore. <laughs> oh gosh. Um, Paradise follows the, sleep, as uh, this, smoking, and crying. <laughs> as this boat, continue, like this rowboat, gets closer to shore, you. Paradise, you quickly recognize this box has two eyes and a mouth slit mm-hmm. and you hear it that you, mouth you, do. You, you see that the box then looks at you and then starts like waving a very very skinny metallic arm and says joyous oh, greetings paradel oh it's this guy all right cool all right hey do i remember his name do i need that 31 squared oh it's 31 oh. squared Oh, Apologies man. for the strange entrance. No, that's okay. Um, you are a sight for sore eyes, my friend. Uh, c- come ashore, come ashore, please. I need, I need to talk to you. I need to talk to anyone. I need to talk to you as well. So this is very, very fortunate. Oh my God! Do you want a cigarette? The 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 Modron eyes the cigarette and that you are offering it like quizzically and says I don't think I would know what to do with that well, I'll teach you to smoke later but all right what 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 do you need what do you need to tell me are are, are they even off the boat yet I'm yes. I'm so excited I'm so excited they have just stepped off the boat who's not um, drunk or a zombie <laughs> uh is this all that is left of you uh I think so I'm so confused. Please tell me anything about what's going on here. Zonk so, waves a hammer hand at the robot. <laughs> uh, the, uh, my, my recent, uh, arrival by sea is not what I had computed. You see, I had tried to realign my coordinates to this particular 
plane of existence and this Telduria to deliver to you a warning. And it seems I am too late. Yeah, I'd say so. You're trying to warn us that this was going to happen? No. Oh, all right. What then? Many moons ago, it has been so long, depending on, I guess, what planes you have traveled through and the places that I have seen in my exile as a rogue Modron. The things that I have learned, the things that I have begun to compute, the freedom to explore and to learn about what it is to embrace chaos. Because you see, where I come from, where the Modrons that hunt me relentlessly from plane to plane until the end of time come from, is the plane of pure order. Wait, what did you say? The plane of pure order? Order. Law. Mechanus, as I have described it before. That is what it is called to you organics. Okay. The balance of order and chaos in the multiverse has been disrupted by forces in this universe. Whatever event just transpired here has changed the alignment of the multiverses by 0.33389%, which is, as they say, significant. Hence my around by boat. Hence my uh, warning. Well, what do you where do you suggest we go now? I have a crazy idea, cool. but it just may work. However, our time is limited for every moment I spend on this plane of existence in this particular universe. I risk your existence and its existence even further. For the last thing you need and then he looks around at all the corpses, right, that are like, or not the corpses, but like walking corpses, essentially, right, um, around you, and says, the last thing this world needs is a Modron invasion. Uh, I honestly don't think that would hurt things, judging from the <laughs> things around here. A Modron Be careful invasion. what you wish for, That's fine. my friend. <laughs> all right, um... I'm, I'm so confused. <laughs> um, Paradil, Paradil again uh, takes takes out one of his uh, plus plus healing potions, and he he goes over to do and uh, tries to pull it down his gullet, pour it down his gullet. Any injuries that the dude may have had are definitely healed. Oh God! Any damage to his psyche remains intact. Although, how, how does it do react to drinking a healing potion? I'm, I'm not, I, I never really, we never really talked about what healing potions may or may not taste like, but I can't imagine they taste great. I don't know. Do geese have like taste receptors in their geese? Sure. <laughs> yeah, they do. You, you mean you tell me? 
Um, I, I think we're he would just shit drink up right it. Now. Yeah, he would just drink it like normal, and then thank you, much better. All right, um, thirty-one squared. Let's 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 go to it, man. Let's let's get okay. to where we need to get going. I will explain to you my very brief but very complex plan to potentially save at least this particular moment from pure disaster. Without, well, I can't speak too much for I do not want to risk any further altering of the timeline. The first thing we must do is travel deep below this city here to its hidden core. Please make haste and follow me. And he just starts like, like I mean, like, okay, it's like a box with like skinny legs and arms. And like, you know, so he's just like kind of like clomping around very slowly. <laughs> he's it. trying to make a good pace, but it's very awkward as this, this box is being supported by thing by legs that are way too small for it. Okay, great. It sounds like your standard video game, you know, follow mission. Yeah, where you move, your walking speed is faster than its walking We're speed. Walking so you're in circles around him. To, yeah. <laughs> after you, after following thirty minutes squared through the streets a bit, you know, and him just kind of surveying, or it just surveying the surroundings, um, he just, you know, you just hear him say, he goes, "An absolute and terrible shame, a travesty. This was not supposed to happen." On Mechanus, the timelines in which this event successfully transpired had all but been snuffed out from the Golden Loop, which I cannot really necessarily explain to you without risking your sanity and psyche from permanent damage. Trust that there are forces acting upon your world and others that are far greater than your comprehension allows. And know that the results of this particular event could have terrible consequences on not your world, but many. And he says Paranormal. this almost in like a, you know, again, like that joyful-ish type tone that is, is, is typical of 31 squared, even though what he's explaining to you is very not good. Right. Uh, Peridol <laughs> tries to tries to put a comforting arm around around thirty one squared. Uh, I don't know how his, his body shape allows for that, um, but he, try, he tries well. to, he tries to comfort uh, him. I am unfamiliar with the physical touch you are displaying to me now. If this is in some attempt to comfort me. Rest assured, my dear Peridil friend, I am unfazed by what will happen or can happen to organic life. I will continue on for eons or until the Modrons find me and reassimilate me to the hive mind. Where were we going again? Ah, yes. We are traveling to the seat of 
power, or, well, former seat of power by the looks of things, to this fair city. For, as you may or may not have learned already in this particular timeline, the South Winds and the Sea Lords sit on a very large secret when it comes to the sources of their power. What we need to do is potentially examine for any trace of said power and use it to, well, to, uh, return, return is not the right word, uh, borrow, mm, borrow, also not the right word, uh, we will reunite these soulless husks with souls but they will not be of this particular timeline. I have already said too much. It is very risky. I, I'm, I'm willing to, to risk a lot right now. I, I think uh, this, this scenario right here is uh, close to torturous for me. Uh, I'm <laughs> looking to escape it in any way possible. I want to just get some souls into people immediately. That's the way to look at it. Anyways, let's continue on. And so he just like keeps walking. And eventually you get to um, what would have been, I guess, considered the, I don't want to call it a palace because, you know, it's, they're pirates. Okay, this is not necessarily a palace. This is more of a massive, like, villa built onto the top of the, like, the largest sort of peak and, uh, and like, the, the top of the cliff that overlooks the rest of Ardwall and the southern coast of the island. Um, there is, it's, it's sort of, like, it's, it's sort of shaped like a U, right? Where, like, the, like, the, the building kind of, as you approach it, is set all the way back in. There's a massive courtyard in the center, but there's building on there's the building surrounds three sides of the courtyard, and the front is the front gate. Um, there are fountains in the center, right, and like you know, very well maintained or well, I mean you know, as well as it could. It's probably disheveled at this point, but you know, like some nice landscaping hedges, rose bushes, things of that nature. Um, but it is again eerily quiet here. Uh, and thirty one squared looks at the locked gate he raises his finger like his his arm up and you see that his tiny little arm begins to almost extend like uh like you know like an antenna on like a radio or something like that right you just kind of pull it and it just keeps like extending outward and like getting smaller and smaller right as it's just collapsed inside yeah it's very t- yeah exactly uh and his arm extends out and his finger goes into the lock you hear some How small sound is his finger teeny tiny just a little tiniest, because it's. Wait, is his entire arm extending? The, 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 fing, the, the, the finger, the finger, the fingers themselves also then go telescopic to fit inside of the keyhole, okay. and you can hear some 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 and moving then, like, and a rattling. Little, little cap opens up on the end of his finger, and an even smaller hand comes out. Sure, and then presses there, there the you go. <laughs> and that's what's manipulating the lock from the inside. Yes. Yeah. And then the gates are opened, and he swings them open. There we go. That was not the hardest one I've encountered. That trick was taught to me by your old friend, Tabby. I hope he is okay. Um, just so you know, Peridot, Tabby was one of the soulless husks you saw on the airship. 
Yeah, um, he, he, he's fine. He's, he's doing, I think he's taking a nap right now. Don't worry about Tabby. That is good to hear. It would be a travesty for the world to lose such a kind and generous soul. Anyway, uh, (laughs) 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 who, who are we here to see? It is not who we seek. It is what. What are Follow we here to seek? The same thing that seems to be, uh, well, the, the same thing that allows the South Winds to retain their power and commune with worlds outside of your own. We are looking for remnants of the gateway to Legradex. Shit, that sounds important. Wait, am it I, I'm still important. I'm still just dragging Doctor to do by his. By his <laughs> <life>. <laughs> I was gonna ask. Sounds important as you. D- <laughs> Is he doing anything? No, I mean once in a while he'll kind of like sh- like try to struggle out, but then I'll give up right away. <laughs> um, you got I guess who's been Paradil would know that Dudu does no maybe he wouldn't actually. Dudu does have sausages on his person that can be used to keep him content. However, I'm not sure if anyone knows where his sausage pocket is. I mean, it's a pretty uh, blatant satchel. We've established that sausage pockets exist. In fact, I'm pretty sure that Pregnart (laughs) established that Mm -hmm. just recently. Oh, yeah, Um, that's canon. So I'm just saying. It's a sub-variety of meat pocket. Makes sense in this universe. (laughs) Um, but you arrive at this manor, uh, and you know it's it's beautiful. It's well decorated, and this and that. You know, you walk into this beautiful like parlor room, and you know, thirty one squared is kind of looking around. You see him almost like pausing at moments and almost doing some like comp- like it's almost as if like he's like taking a moment to like compute something inside of himself. And he does pause every as he when whenever he pauses to like survey or like you know look around or do some of his like thinking he says apologies i am trying to recalibrate it's the potential location on this timeline everything has been jarred loose as the best way i can describe it can i help you in any way can i uh crack a whip if it would make you feel better then i will not stop you no, I just need to. We need. We need to do something productive. Oh well, I mean, what do you think we are doing now? I, I don't know. I'm. I'm just so lost in myself, man. Uh, uh, I, I'm. I'm just so confused. Peridil, this makes me sad. The last time we saw each other, you had everything figured out. You had your life mapped out in front of you. You were becoming a powerful hero. Believe in yourself. Yeah. And then I went to get cigarettes and everything went to shambles. One choice can affect many, many timelines. Are you blaming this on me, 31 squared? Not at all. I am simply saying what choices do. It's probably better that you were going to get smokes at that time or else you'd be a soulless husk wandering <laughs> yes. around the airship right now. 
The voice beyond the fourth wall is correct, Paradil. Thirty-one squared. Um, uh, What's your favorite color? Well, Paradil, of the colors that you are able to observe with your organic eyes, I guess I would settle on Cyan. All right. Uh, Paradil is going to spend an hour and five gold on making 31 squared a a Cyan uh, clock. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) That sounds nice. While you were doing that, you see that um, 31 squared does kind of, like in this hour that you are building this thing, this clock, and to do is... Uh, you know, thrashing around or just trying to like, like try to maybe he's probably trying to like find like his sausages or do something while he is honk tied. Um, you know, Dwonk, you're probably just observing the situation. I'm not sure what's going on, but Dwonk is observing. Dwonk also like pulls a little bowl out of somewhere and pours some of his like keg ale into the bowl and like puts it on the ground near to do. Oh, perfect. <laughs> like he's a pet that you're just, but like, you're not giving him just water. You're just only like the only things that you've given to do are booze and cigarette butts. You are doing a terrible job. Yeah, at this point, whenever Paradell is done smoking a cigarette, he just feeds the butt directly. Just tosses the cigarette disgusting. butt into Dew and lets him catch just, it in the air like a, like a puppy getting a treat. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Dudu um, loves it, right? Oh my god. This, right now. this version of Dudu loves it. The later version of the. If Dudu gets his soul back, he might not be so pleased that he has <laughs> to pull out all these dick. cigarette butts. Nah, right? he'll be fine. He'll be fine. That's fiber. <laughs> That's good for you. That's vegetable. Um, at some, at, at, at one point in time, um, 31 squared looks excited and hops up and like runs over to a desk and, 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 and he, he like starts like running around in circles, gets very excited and then like pushes a button underneath the desk and the desk. Paradol mutters to himself, fucking finally. <laughs> And the desk slides back and reveals um, a large hole with a ladder going down. Uh, As my limbs are questionable at best at operating wronged ladders, would one of you mind carrying me down with you? I'll get you. I'm strong. (laughs) What about your goose friend? Blanc, can you get him? <laughs> Duant takes his like hammer arm and like hooks it under the edge of the rope that Paradil had been using to like carry with and and just yeah, makes himself like a little like sling, I guess is the best way to put it, that's slung over his hammer, so he's holding him over his shoulder, just hung off of the hammer. Is it like tied around like but it's like tied around essentially to do's like like honk tie harness? Yeah, right? he's honk tied and there's like a length of rope and then just, you know, like a hoop on the end and the hoop is hooked around the, the hammer. So I'm doing the same thing. I'm still just dragging him. <laughs> Perfect. And it, you, it's, I'd like to like picture like Paradil starts climbing down the ladder with like 31 squared on his shoulders or something like that. And then shortly after, Dwonk starts climbing down and just pulls a dedu down into the hole. <laughs> <laughs> dedu gets dragged closer and closer to the hole until he just suddenly falls in. Mm-hmm. 
And I'd like to end on that scene. (laughs) Does Dudu have any reaction to that? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's a great scene to just sort of like, you know, like you have the camera kind of like circle pan or circle uh, fade into the hole that you went into um, to pick right. up. Yeah, Dudu gets pulled into the hole. The uh, cartoonish circle tightens around his head. He says, ah, it's a living. And then that's <laughs> a credit. <laughs> All right. <laughs> And scene. <laughs> Thank you, everyone out there in Radioland, for listening to this. Uh, I, I, we hope you liked it. Uh, and if you did, uh, if you like us, you can find us on the internet. We're on such places as Twitter and Instagram. Just look for at Hapless Heroes. Uh, we're also on Facebook and Reddit. Just look for Hapless Heroes Podcast. But those places have sticky posts and other information, maybe in the bios or whatnot, that will point you to our Discord server, which is where we spend the majority of our time socializing, hanging out, and you know, interacting with our wonderful audience out there. Um, we encourage you to join the conversation. Lots of wonderful people in there talking about everything, sharing pictures of their cute little animals or talking about like the characters that they're making for their campaigns or you know just anything we talk about our shows and spoiler tag all the episode talks so that you know it doesn't ruin it for people who are catching up you know we just try to keep it a a really fun space for us all to just kind of talk about our favorite game and things outside of that we yeah we'd love to have you as a part of it uh but if you really like us you can leave us a five-star review on the podcast service of your choice or a five-star rating on spotify that would help us a lot um all those reviews help us kind of grow in the rankings you know and and we just also love reading your kind words it puts the winds in our say it puts the wind in our sails It, it, it just gives us all of that Mm, that that motivation to just keep making this juicy, juicy, ooey, gooey content for you. Uh, and if your podcast service doesn't allow you to leave reviews, we have a special channel on our Discord server that you can also say some nice words in. It's called Five Stars. And we had uh, another wonderful one um, written to us recently. And this one comes from Wolfpack Nate on our Discord server said they recently got a new phone and had to rebuild their podcast listening list and upon searching for D&D podcast found ours and since at least yeah. three of the ones they listened to regularly stopped making episodes they had to find more stuff to listen to during their constant 12 to 15 hour work days we are uh, quite popular amongst the uh, long shift blue collar workers of America <laughs> and beyond I find um, which is just uh, amazing and awesome to me Yay. Uh, but thank these- you Right. Uh, started listening to you guys, and honestly, can, can can say that there aren't any podcasts I've listened to that have had me laughing as much as you guys regularly do. I've even started using Friendos for all my dwarves now. Five stars, <laughs> Wolfpack yeah. Nate. You're a five star human. Thank you five so stars. much. Yeah, Wolfpack Nate is uh, relatively new to the the Discord server. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and it's been you know yeah. definitely a, a, an active voice in there. It's been nice to see. So thank yeah. you, Wolfpack Nate. Appreciate you. Uh, now, if you really really like us you could donate to our patreon it's patreon.com slash hapless heroes all manner of rewards on there that money goes right back into this show to make it as fun and awesome for you as we possibly can make it with the high quality audio equipment or at least you know decent audio equipment that we can purchase uh are available 
uh, funds and whatnot. And it also goes back to supporting other content creators that you know who we partner with and, uh, and use material from all the time, like, such as Tim at Tabletop Audio. We you know reinvest some of that money right back into him to you know just show him our support for allowing us to use all the cool ambiences and whatnot that we've been using for so many years now. It's really just a, it's a nice little thing. We're kind of just you know paying it forward all the time. It's, yeah, but check it out, heroes.com or sorry, patreon.com slash heroes. And if you like us, right now you like us. Sally Field and the whole deal. Barbecue four whole racks of ribs and bring them to the next movie that you watch in the theater. And when people are trying to enjoy the film, go around and hand out free samples of barbecued ribs and you said and you, you'll, you'll say to them oh enjoy the movie here's ribs courtesy of Havel's Heroes podcast that one's doable and I would love that if somebody came into the movie theater and just gave me ribs so I was yes. actually debating starting a whole conversation on discord server about this at some point because like I'm the type of person who gets like worked up if like someone I'm with wants to bring in more than just like you know candy or like like what chips you're actually or like allowed to have in the movie, the movie theater. <laughs> like I, you know, like I've 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 been a part of you know a movie outing where the thing that was brought into the movie was a burrito bowl, and I'm like, there's no way that no one smells that. I brought sushi <laughs> once. <laughs> um, sushi doesn't really willing, smell though. That's not no, a strong. No, it was fine. Smell. I'm willing yeah. to take this debate and my personal stance on it to our Discord server, and we can we can debate it then. We can have uh, we can have our <laughs> we can have our our time in the sun with this one. It's it's certainly a better debate than whether a hot dog is a sandwich or not. How about this? Uh, oh, uh, <laughs> mounds or almond joys? Neither. Ah. <laughs> 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 uh. Do I have to pick one? Yeah. Yes. You just yeah. named like the two worst candy bars. Do I get to taste samples? I'm not familiar with these candy bars. Uh, if you don't like coconut, you won't like this. Oh, I love coconut. Oh, are they like bounty bars? Probably. Is it just? Is a... it the one that's just like the pile of coconut with the chocolate over top? Yeah. Oh, I fucking love those. Okay, we're yeah. just talking more about candy bars that I couldn't care less about. So we're just going to go and outro our cast instead starting on my virtual right with John playing a dazed Dr. Dudu. Yeah, cigarette butts food. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nicole as Dwonk Coppergrog. Oh, I miss the thieving orphans. And Zach as Parrot Lincoln Woods. I hope this hole doesn't lead to more nothing. And I'm Francesco. I've been your host and DM. Tune in next week where there's totally not going to be a whole lot more of nothing. <laughs> Bye now. Bye. Bye. Is a Choco Taco a sandwich? Probably. Yeah.